0: what's up y'all and welcome back to another episode of the resilient body podcast i'm your host dr anika the not so typical chiropractor and today we're talking about five essential components needed to run pain free Today's episode is inspired by patients who have been dealing with some issues while running. Whether they are running for a triathlon, they're running for fun outside with their friends, or just in their Orange Theory class. There are five common things that I tend to talk to my moms about adding into their routine to make sure that they are running pain-free. Tune into this episode as we talk about those five things, and of course give you some movements to help. So, Let's hop right on into it. Now, these five components are in no particular order whatsoever. It's literally how I just spewed them out onto a list in front of me, okay? So first thing up is core stability. We need to make sure that your core is stable, ready to brace and engage and activate as much as we need for a run, all right? When we think of running, we think so much about lower body, but a run is an entire body movement, an entire body exercise. All right. Our core is super important when it comes to breathing, when it comes to muscular endurance, Um, when it comes to one of my favorite things and me not being too nerdy is this cross coral pattern that we develop. There is a reason why we run or walk with our right foot forward with our left hand. It's because we have fascial connections that allow that to happen. So we need our muscles to engage and activate in a specific order at a specific time. When you're young, you start crawling, right? And I'm loving this as I have a one-year-old and my nerd brain watching them develop because I take that same philosophy and transfer it to my patients with how we work on movement, all right, specifically functional movement. So when you're little, you start crawling with, you know, our right hand left knee and it's because we start developing this cross crawl pattern we start to develop those muscles firing and activating a specific order as then at, excuse me let me back up because as we start to stand up or go to kneeling or if we get into our standing upright position we are now able to fire the muscles that we need in order to now stand and still create that cross car pattern. We need to be able to do that while we're running. We need to be able to make sure that our core muscles are firing and engaging as they need to. So make sure that when you are incorporating core stability into your movement routine, that it's not just sit-ups or crunches or planks. Though Those are some good exercises, but we need to make sure that we add some chops, some lifts, some oblique-type movements, things like that, to make sure that we are still trying to work on and train and develop that cross-crawl pattern, all right? Second thing, hip stability. Our hip is the connection between our legs and our torso. And the muscles that attach to the hip are really important when it comes to make sure that we are as upright as possible. We don't wanna be running, leaning forward. We don't wanna be running, doing so much extension. We wanna make sure that our torso is as upright as possible, all right? And our hip is that connection between the two. Now. There are so many muscles that connect from our torso, from our legs up into our hip. And we just want to make sure that one, they are activating and firing when they need to. And just like in our core, that they are firing in a specific order. Okay. Prime example. One thing that I have patients do when they come into the office is I check their hip extension. Yeah, I want to see how high their leg goes when I have them lay down and lift that leg as high to the ceiling as they can, but I'm also looking at what is firing in the order that it's firing in when they're going to lift their leg. Now, what should fire first? Our glute should fire, then our hamstring, and then our low back. But what tends to happen with people, especially people that come in a, into the office that are experiencing low back pain, is their low back fires first, and then maybe their glute joins later. We need to look at muscle coordination and the order of which they fire. Our hip, is important when it comes to running because we are in that hip extension and we have to be able to push off from hip extension in order to launch forward into our next step when it comes to running. So one, we need to make sure that we can get into a good amount of hip extension. And one, we need, and then two, we need to make sure that we can actually engage muscles from being into that hip extension. So hip stability is important because we need to make sure that we are correct in our running form. It helps when it comes to biomechanics. It helps us when we are upright in running. And it's just also really important when it comes to preventing us from things like hip pain, knee pain, and possibly even foot pain when our hips aren't stable in order to carry us along this run. We spend a lot of time in one um, on one leg when we are running. So we want to make sure that our one leg, our one hip, can sustain or stabilize the rest of our body weight above it. All right? So that is a great transition into my third thing, which is we need to make sure that we have single leg training. Now, I mentioned that during running, we spend a lot of time on one leg. And it's truly because running is a single leg activity. I know that sounds crazy to hear. But reality is we spend a lot of our time on one leg while we're running, unlike walking where we spend some time on both legs. Running is like a long hop from one leg to the other, if you think about it. And we need to make sure that each one of our legs by itself can handle our body weight, can handle us running, and all the force we're about to place upon it. We need to make sure that you add some type of single leg training into your routine. Make sure that that one leg can do a single leg glute bridge. Make sure that we can do a single leg calf raise. Maybe make sure that we can balance on one leg for at least 20 seconds because we're spending a lot of time on one leg. So make sure we take away, not only just making sure we're hitting those double leg squats, but making sure we're doing some single leg squats. Maybe some single leg deadlifts, RDLs, kickstand things. Make sure that some single leg, something is added into your routine because if not, you're doing yourself a disservice and not preparing your body for whatever run you want to do, whether that's short-term in a class or long-term with some type of training, okay? Make sure single leg training is added somewhere in there to sustain those muscles and also strengthen all of those muscles around your hip, that torso, as we talk about our core and everything connected, okay? Fourth thing. Strength training. One thing that I noticed with a part of my patient base that has more, um, that are more running for training for like triathlons, marathons, 50 milers, things like that, they don't have a lot of strength training in their movement routine because they're used to ramping up on their running routine, right? Well, we've definitely talked a lot about adding strip training to the routine because not only do we want to increase our strength and our muscles, but also our joints, our bones. If you're someone who's about to go run a marathon, we want to make sure that your muscles, your joints, your bones are able to sustain you literally running for hours. We want to make sure that you are getting stronger. We want to make sure that you're good when it comes to muscle coordination. We talked about muscles firing and then firing in a specific order that comes from strength training and make sure that your muscles are activating one when we need them to. Something that i run into a lot, um, I specifically ran into this with a patient last week who was having some uh, hip pain when it came to her running. Something that I noticed is that her glutes specifically on that same side that she was experiencing hip pain was not firing when I needed it to. When I had her lay down and do some hip extension, that left glute didn't want to fire as much, her low back did more of the work, and then what her low back didn't do, her hamstring joined in. So it started to explain why she was experiencing more hamstring tightness or tension, a little bit of hamstring cramping, and why she was feeling some hip pain because that glute wasn't doing its job. That's a prime example of how we had to add into her movement routine some things to help activate that glute, and then some movements to help coordinate to make sure that our glute is firing and then our low back couple other things that strengthening can help with is it can decrease your injuries. If you're someone who is training for a marathon, triathlon, whatever it may be, and you notice that maybe you get to a certain mileage and things start to break down a little bit. You start to notice this weird knee thing. So maybe you tape it up or put a brace on. You start to notice, oh, my hip feels kind of weird. So maybe I'll make sure I just roll out a little bit more. Little things start to creep up and maybe they don't bother you too much right now because maybe they go away. But as you start to ramp up, you start noticing that it takes longer and longer for those aches or pains to go away. So strength training can help decrease injuries. You're getting stronger in certain areas. You're working on those muscle activation coordination. It makes it easier to translate uh, translate that into running. So you train hard with your strength training, You notice that maybe when you hit those mileage marks that your body isn't breaking down. You're starting to realize that you're starting to have more muscular endurance, more stamina, and you're feeling stronger. All right. And then last but not least, number five, is make sure you have some type of recovery plan. One thing that I make sure to ask the moms that come into my office that are are having some type of running issue is, what are you doing for recovery? Now, I am excited when they tell me that they're at least, at least taking a day or two off from running if they're you know running only four or five days a week instead of seven or something like that. Totally awesome. So great to hear that. But it's not about just stopping. Maybe your recovery can include, oh, maybe I'm going to do some yoga. Maybe I go float. Maybe I'm doing some sauna. Maybe I'm meditating. Maybe I'm going to box and doing some type of other activity. I want you to know that recovery doesn't have to mean sitting around and not doing anything. It means that we want to do something else outside of that regular routine that you have been doing. So if running is your thing, there's so many different options you can do on that recovery day to make sure that we're getting as much recovery through our body. Our body is able to heal from that repetitive movement that we've been doing in one plane and that it's ready to bounce back. For whatever running regimen you have going on for that next training day so make sure your recovery plan includes more than just a rest day includes some type of other movement that is not like the one that you've been consistently doing so not running but maybe we're biking maybe we're hiking maybe we are walking maybe we're yoga just something like that okay so just to do a recap let me give you those five things one core stability two hip stability three, single leg training, four, strength training, and then five, recovery plan. All right. Now, I'm also going to have some movements in the episode notes for you to check out, some things that I want you to add into your movement routine, specifically for you to do prior to whatever running regimen that you are doing, okay? There's some things in there for your core, Added some stuff in there for your hip and your glute, and also some things that help just kind of bring it all together. As we mentioned, running is a single leg activity. It definitely involves a cross-crawl pattern, so to make sure our hip our core, everything is just involved in this full body movement. Okay, I hope I didn't nerd out too much. I hope that you found something valuable in today's episode. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at you in the next episode.